Chapter 1 War Cold and damp seeped through the cracks in the walls, settling into my very bones. I scooted my chair closer to Michael. His dark head was bowed as I reached blindly for the warmth of his hand. I found only coolness. Uncle Howard and Aunt Liza were in rockers on either side of the upright radio, and my cousin William, his sandy brown hair sticking up in all directions, was on the couch. The two-toned wood of the radio gleamed from Aunt Eliza's constant polishing. The round dial, so much like a giant eye, mesmerized me. I released Michael's hand and found my fingers clutched the chair's rails. The Japanese had bombed Pearl Harbor. The radio announcer continued, repeating the words, and I shook my head, trying to make sense of it all. The slatted walls of the room, the wooden veneer of the radio, the static-filled voice, all exuded coldness. Michael's face was a frozen mask, his dark eyes lifeless. Uncle Howard rubbed the balding spot on his head and glanced at Michael and then at William, worry lines forming on his otherwise smooth face. But he remained silent. The radio went back to the regular programming, and my uncle leaned forward, huffing a little, to click the protruding knob, cutting off the mundane words, meaningless to us now. Uncle Howard continued leaning forward, as far as his rounded belly would allow, and propped his elbows on his knees and clasped his leathery hands together. Aunt Liza rocked back and forth, tears silently running down her cheeks, and mumbled under her breath. Uncle Howard shushed her, but she ignored him, repeating the words over and over. The words she muttered sounded familiar. "'What are you saying, Aunt Liza?' I asked. She looked up at me with glazed eyes. Uctana, she said, whether in answer or still chanting, I didn't know. William stirred on the couch, running his palms over his hair. Is that an Indian word? His hazel eyes, clear as always, studied my aunt calmly. Her face flushed, and her own eyes regained clarity as she focused on her brother's child. Yes, Uctana are the horned snakes of legends. The dragons in Japanese culture always reminded me of them. I slid off my chair and knelt beside her, peering up into the face that people told me mirrored my own. Her long hair, as dark as black coffee, with only a few stripes of gray, had been braided and coiled around her head, much like a headband. She wiped her face with her apron and smiled sadly when I took her age-spotted hand in both of mine. Her long, dark lashes blinked back the tears in her eyes. "'Will you tell us the legend?' I asked, hoping it would take our minds off the terrible tragedy. I glanced over my shoulder at Michael, who had slumped over. His hands were gripped together, his knuckles whitening. He did not raise his head or even indicate he had heard us. William, however, leaned forward and nodded. I turned my attention back to Aunt Liza and stroked her weathered hand, the only indication of her age. She attempted another smile, and even such a tentative smile accentuated her high cheekbones. Sure, honey. The red man, one of the thunder beans. Thunder beans? I interrupted. 
Yes, there are four, according to legend. The red man is one of them. The one lightning obeys. I nodded. I think I've heard the story before. It's one Papa told Zeke and me, but it's been so long ago I don't remember much. 